Come on. Julia Kibler is a family empowerment coach. She is the author of Raising Happy Toddlers and the host of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. And now finally, guest on Lifeblood Nurture. Welcome, Celia. Thanks, George. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you. Um, Celia, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, I am the mommy of five kids, first and foremost. Uh, two I gave birth to and three I gained through marriage, all now in their 30s. And I'm a grandma to nine children, two of which are with me today. Um, I am on a mission to stop a million parents from yelling at their kids. Why? Because I was yelled at as a child. I know what it does to children. It crushes them and people think it's like no problem. You know, they don't think it's a problem for children to be consistently yelled at. So I'm on a mission to stop that. I work with parents so that we can alleviate that. I'm also the founder of Fun Fit Family Fitness that I started with my sister back in 1987 and basically have worked my life with concerning myself with the health and wellness of all children. And when I started Pumped Up Parenting, I realized that that really needs to start with the parents. So that's what I do, and that's why I do it. I love it. Five kids and nine grandkids. Two of them are with you. Yeah, Is they're it? here for the week. Their parents are traveling. So I've got my babies for the week. I love it. They all take turns staying with me for me and my husband for a long time. Awesome. And is it as, 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 as good as people say, grandkids? It is. It is. It, you know, I heard somebody say, had I known grandparenting would be so much fun, I would have had them first. Mm. But honestly, I adore my children, so I don't know as I would have had them first, but it is It is a wonderful world. It is. So it makes sense to me to hear that it's bad to scream at kids. What What is what is the, the effect, the consequence when kids are screamed at? So when, when kids are consistently screamed at or live in a very aggressive type environment growing up, and I'm sure your listeners who have been yelled at, as many of us have been, will relate to what I'm going to say, it basically causes children to lack confidence, feel worthless, constantly feel like nothing they do is right, and, and the really sad part is children don't grow up hating their parents. They grow up hating themselves. And I'm pretty sure, or I hope I should say, that none of us had children so that they would grow up to hate, to hate themselves. It's interesting. I don't know that, 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 that I would have put that together. As, as, as you're saying it, it certainly makes sense. It's not that the kid is hating uh, the parent, it's that they're just learning that I must be stupid or less than or just not doing things right all the time. So that leads to uh, an, an adult that feels that way. Exactly. And, you know, that's my tagline in Pumped Up Parenting is because we're raising adults, not children. Mm. And that's what we have to realize as parents is our job is to raise a confidence, happy, fun self-sufficient grown-up and that's that's what everything we do leads to mm -hmm. 
Why do parents yell at their kids? Well, it's funny. When I ask parents why they yell at their kids, I get two answers primarily. The first is some parents don't know any other way Hmm. because they were raised with all this aggression and yelling. And of course, we take our parenting skills from the way we were parented. So they really don't know any other way. You know, it's not kind of a fault of their own. It's just that generational cycle, which is why I work with parents to really end those generational cycles of dysfunction and abuse. But the other primary reason is if I don't yell at my kids, they don't listen. And that is what the majority of parents believe. That's not true. It's not true. And, <laughs> and you can end that. And the, and the funny thing is, if parents want to hear the truth about this, whether they believe it or not, parents have actually trained their children not to listen until they yell. So when you ask your child over and over and over again to do the same thing and then you start yelling at them and then they do it, of course, because it becomes a fear based thing or as they're older, it becomes a realization. Well, we'll wait till mom yells because then she's really serious about it or dad. And when you are doing that, it's not the yelling that's the problem. It's the fact that you're asking your children to do the same things over and over and over again. So when you get control of that and you set up consequences, you start giving choices to your children, that alleviates and and the yelling for a lot of it goes away. So the definition of or the idea of intentional parenting, does that play into this? Absolutely. It's, you know, in life. As I'm sure you know, George, and and many of your listeners know, to do what we need to do in life to reach the goals we have for ourselves, to, you know, explore our passions and discover them and send them out into the world, we have to be intentional. Well, the same goes with parenting. You need to start being a proactive parent instead of a reactive parent. And reactive parents fly by the seat of their pants. And, you know, as many of my clients do, they'll tell me, honestly, in this situation, I don't got a clue. I have no idea. This happened and I really don't know how to react. So the beauty of people like me is that we help you become proactive so that you really get in the habit of knowing what to do when any given situation arises. You know, it's not to say we're going to eliminate yelling altogether. Let's face it. We're all human. So are your children. We all have good days and bad days. But for the most part, you become intentional with the way you react to any situation. And you then teach your children to do the same. Yeah, well, that that certainly does make sense. Um, Is that... That's probably literally impossible for a child to do unless we're modeling that behavior. Exactly. And that is so key, George, because parents have to realize you're modeling everything for your children. You know, they will learn everything from you, what you're doing and everything you do, good or bad, you give your children permission to do. So don't be surprised if they're doing something that you don't approve of, but you do it all the time. 
they're going to do it. You, they are like a mirror image of you. They feel what you feel. They do what you do. And little kids, you know, when you go into the human brain, the human brain doesn't develop until you're 25 years old. So when you're looking at that toddler or even the teenager and you're like, geez, they look like they're playing with half a deck. They are <laughs> playing with half a deck because they've only got half a deck in that brain. And the majority of it is emotion, in case you haven't discovered that. And you need to really be the guide for them, the coach for them, the teacher to teach them how to handle the emotions. And the sad truth is, if you don't know how to handle disappointment and your children disappointment and you disappoint you and you yell at them, how will they ever learn to handle disappointment and their emotions? The cycle will continue, Celia. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, so my kids are, are four and one, soon to be five and two. And I certainly, I, I, I'm by no means even close to being a perfect parent, but I, I think I, 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 I am on the track to, to doing the best job that I can. I try to be very mindful of everything. A lot of the time I do look at my five-year-old particularly and I get irritated because I do know how smart he is, but the reality is he is absolutely not really that smart and he will not be <laughs> fully formed until he is 25 years old. So when you talk about um, being mindful or aware of how I'm reacting to situations, how, how, how do you coach people up? Well, basically you have to... There, there are like five key elements to parenting, and they happen to be what I call the five C's. So you have calm. Of course, you know, you really need to master from a um, from the point of being calm and staying calm. You're the adult. You supposedly have a fully developed brain. So you <laughs> approach your children with a calm attitude. You need to have uh, a culture in your home. What is the culture? The culture is fun. Uh, it could be, you know, you all contribute to, to keeping the phone, the, the phone, the home tidy. You go to possibly church together. You're respectful. You trust each other. You speak nice. You use your manners. You smile. Whatever that culture is that you create in the home, that is the environment that you work on creating for your children. Communication, the other C, the third C, communication is huge. And the way you communicate with your children is the way they will communicate to you and others. Smile when you talk, use your manners. I often have clients say to me, well, my children are not well-mannered. You know, they don't really use their manners too much. And my first question is, do you? And they'll say, well, sometimes mm. I'm like, well, then your children will sometimes use their manners. And so whatever you create, the words you choose. When my daughter was in 10th grade, her English teacher said, with all the beautiful words in the English language, why do we constantly use the ugly ones? And I thought that was brilliant. And I've never forgotten it because you don't need to be labeling your children and they will live up to your expectations, whatever expectations you put out there. Mm -hmm. So if you're calling them lazy, instead of calling them creative, they're gonna live up to lazy instead of living up to creative, whatever you're labeling. Hmm. So we have calm, we have communication, 
We have culture. We have consequences. Consequences are meant to teach. They are not meant to punish. In life, we all make choices, good or bad. We all have consequences, good or bad. Same with your children. So when they have a consequence, they should be learning from it to make a better choice next time, not be punished because punishing doesn't teach them anything. And then the last one, we have calm, we have communication, we have culture, we have consequences, and we have consistency, which is huge in everything you do in parenting. You want to break a habit, you got to be consistent. You want to stop yelling, you got to be consistent. You want to give them consequences, those consequences have to be the consistent consequence to whatever behavior you're trying to change. So those, those are pretty much a wrap but, of how But you do what, it. what happens when my kid is really, really under my skin? <laughs> then you need a timeout. <laughs> well, that, that's... So then you need to recognize, you know what? If I don't stop this, I'm going to kill my kid. So I need to just pull back, take a timeout. I like to call it take three. So three minutes, but honestly, if you need 10, if you need 15, let them get through that. If they're throwing a tantrum, let that tantrum go. Don't try to talk to them. Don't try to calm them down because the brain is on that tantrum and it is not going to switch off that tantrum. If you're trying to calm them down, they're not going to hear you. It's going to elevate it and escalate it. So just let that pass. Those emotions that's all in their brains It's like switches. You know, they flip a switch and you've seen every toddler do it from happy to sad to screaming to like the happiest kid on earth. You know, they flip them so quick. And when you just let that tantrum ride out and if it's making you crazy, put on headphones, go into another room, let it ride out. And eventually when they're not getting a reaction from a tantrum, those tantrums will end. And then when it's over, then absolutely talk to them. Absolutely acknowledge their emotion. I know, honey, you were disappointed, but you know, we're in the toy store to buy, you know, Jamie a gift. You can put it on your gift list. The other day I was in the toy store with my grandson who's four and I must have photographed 10 different things that he wanted to put on his birthday list. Now, clearly, you know, I told him you're not getting all these things, but he understood that this was not the time for him to get a gift. But it's a great opportunity to make a gift list for other people that say, what does your child want? So you really have to be uh, show attention to your own emotions. And if you're going to lose it, that is not the time to take it out on your child. That's the time to say, you know what, before I even talk to them, I need to calm myself down so I can really think about how I'm going to react. I love it. And it seems that that I should look into the future and say, you know, the next time that my kid is giving me a run for my money, here's what I'm going to do. I'm not when when I feel that overwhelming impulse to scream at them, here's what I'm going to do instead. Exactly. And it's really good, George, if there are like recurring incidences, like it seems like the same thing, like for children nowadays, tablet is Tablet time's always kind of an issue, getting your kids off your off their tablets. So it's a that's a great thing to go, okay, you know what? I'm always screaming at them about this tablet thing. Let's figure out a different way the next time this issue comes up. 
And then you can also, once you've decided, you know, okay, so if you're not getting off your tablet, uh, the best way to end things is to give a child a choice. You know, do you want three more minutes or five more minutes? Do you want 10 more minutes or 12 more minutes? Whatever, as long as it's within your parameters for them to have. Don't give them choices where the choice is wrong. But, and then tell them, you know what, the next time you're on your tablet, I'm gonna give you a choice of how long you wanna be on it. I'm gonna set my alarm. And when that alarm goes off, the tablet will end and we will move on to whatever we're doing next. If that doesn't happen, I'm gonna take your tablet away for 24 hours. Now, you don't want your consequence to be unreasonable. It's not like I'm gonna throw your tablet in the garbage. That doesn't make sense. You just spent all that money on that tablet. And you're not teaching them anything. But if you consistently for a couple days follow through with, if you don't get off, I'm taking the tablet away for 24 hours, and you do, eventually by the third or fourth time, your child's going to go, you know what? Dad really knows. He really means what he says. Mom really means what she says. So I think the next time when I do this, I'm going to get off my tablet. I love it. Very, very powerful things, making sure that I'm going to stick to the communication style and the consequences that I'm giving, because certainly if I'm giving them consequences and then not following through on them, then that's probably not going to work. And consistency, calm, culture, communication, and consequences. I love it. Beautiful. Well, Celia, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? So here's the difference, guys. Here's what will really change a lot in your home. Children ultimately want to please their parents. I know it doesn't seem that way sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I know we want to believe they're really out to get us, but they're really not. They really want to please you. So really be intentional about noticing the positive, all the good they do, because they do a lot more good than not so good. And when you start making it a point to notice So when you're like on the phone with a client and they've been good for a half hour and all of a sudden your children start having a fight, when do they hear from you? You go in there, you know, and you're like, why are you guys fighting? Blah, 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 blah. When for a whole half hour, they have been playing really nicely together. And during that time, you should have gone in and go, by the way, guys, I really appreciate how nicely you're playing You know, I've been able to talk on the phone and you guys are just being great. So you don't want to just notice the good they're doing. You want to let them know that you've noticed because then when they have a choice of behaviors, when they know there's a behavior that's pleasing you, they're going to opt for that behavior and not the one that displeases you. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. I love it. I remember reading, uh, uh, Andrew Carnegie or Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People years ago. They talked about you need to give people a great reputation to live up to. And that always stuck with me. And it's not really dissimilar from what we're talking about. Like, wow, you guys exactly. are you're such a creative person. You're you're such a hard worker. Whatever it is, whatever you're trying to reinforce. And call them out for doing great stuff. Not 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 for the negative stuff. Love it. Well, Celia, thank, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Well, I'd love you to go over to pumpeduppparenting.com. That website has my books. I have three children's books, plus Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills and Stop Yelling at Your Kids. I wrote that book like a manual. So you know how parents always say, 
kids don't come with a manual. Well, now they do. I wrote one. <laughs> So there it is. You can look up anything in there. And it's very applicable to all ages, too. A lot of the reviews are from people that have teenagers. So, you know, hopefully, like your 16-year-old is potty trained. But if they're not, there's a chapter on potty training. So everything, the majority of this book is applicable to families of all ages. And it is written like a manual, so you can just look stuff up. In addition... I offer everybody a free hour call to just really find out what's going on with your family, how I can help, how I can be of service or direct you where you can get more help. And you can set up a call with me at talkwithcelia.com. And that's how you can find me. Or also on Facebook and Pumped Up Parenting. Everything's Pumped Up Parenting. The podcast, YouTube, Pumped Up Parent, everything. Love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Celia your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to pumpeduppparenting.com. Check out the great resources. Pick up the book. Uh, find, hop on a call with her by going to talkwithcelia.com and then check, the, check out the Pumped Up Parenting podcast as well. Thanks again, Celia. Thank you, George. I really appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.